Hello, this is Jim Walsh, and welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. Today we have part one of a short podcast called No Room for Jesus. The world has determined that in the month of December, they will celebrate what they believe is the time of the birth of Jesus. Although the scriptures themselves give no date, nothing to indicate exactly when Jesus was born. The Bible does provide a narrative. We want to turn to that. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. It says, It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, and Joseph, and the babe, lying in a manger, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. When we read this revealed story from the mind of God, we are awed at the providence of God to provide for Joseph and his family to return to Bethlehem in fulfillment of prophecy. That prophecy being found in the book of Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 13, where he said, Hear ye now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will ye weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. It's hard for us to grasp what Bethlehem was like and why there was no room for him. Here then is this family forced into humble circumstances at the time of his birth. When we read several times in Luke's narrative that the baby was placed in a manger, 
That manger was a, a feeding trough, a feeding crib. The inn was a place of lodging. It could have been private, it could have been public. When we look at the accounts that we have historically for the type of dwellings that existed in that day, more than likely the living quarters were on the second floor. The first quarter, the first floor would have been an open patio area with some rooms to the back where people would have brought their animals in at night. And so that would have been the area on the first floor where the animals were that the couple and their child would have been resting. But we want to focus our attention tonight on one particular phrase that we find in Luke chapter 2. It tells us in verse 7 that the reason that they were there was because there was no room for them in the end. And that becomes the title of our lesson tonight. No room, no room for Jesus. For although people are very excited about celebrating what they believe is the time of the birth of Jesus, for the rest of the year, they have no room for him. And certainly during the time of Jesus, there were many that had no room for him. When we turn to Herod, there was no room in Herod's heart for Jesus or for anyone who would be proclaimed as king of the Jews. In Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. But we know that that was not his intent. His intent was to find the child and to kill him. Beginning in verse 12, it says, Being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, speaking of Joseph and Mary and the child, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 16, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under. Herod was an evil man. He was a selfish man. There is nothing good that is here mentioned about him. He was not the rightful king of the Jews and he clearly understood that when God said differently, that that would remove him, he sought then 
to kill the Son of God. What can you say about a man that would kill children, that would take the innocent and remove them from the face of the earth? There was nothing in Herod's heart but evil, and certainly there was no room for Jesus. But even among those that we might expect to have respect for the Son of God, there was no room in the hearts of the religious leaders of his day. In Matthew chapter 15, we begin reading in verse 1, Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition, ye hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Like Herod, they wanted to maintain the status quo, keep everything just as it is. But if they truly loved God, if they truly loved his word, they would have submitted to that word. Instead, time and time again, they sought to trap Jesus in order to prove that his teaching was wrong. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3, it says, The Pharisees came to him, tempting him. We have the account found in John chapter 8, where they laid a trap for him. Time and time again, their determination was not to see the truth and conform to the truth, but to try and prove Jesus to be a false teacher. They were not interested in God's truth. They simply sought to destroy it. But even when we look at the leaders of these men, the chief priest, there was no place in the heart of the chief priest for Jesus. In John's gospel, in John chapter 7, beginning in verse 1, it says, After these things Jesus walked in Galilee, for he could not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. It just simply means he stayed away from Judea and Jerusalem and his people. He stayed away from where the crowds were because they were seeking, the religious leaders were seeking to kill him. And so it simply says that in verse 1, but then to provide evidence for that, following up in verse 25, it said, Then said some of them of Jerusalem, Is not this he, speaking of Jesus, whom they seek to kill? Verses 45 and following. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never man spake like this man. Then answered them the Pharisees, Are ye also deceived? Have any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. It was just another way of them saying, These people are ignorant. They don't really know what's right. But then to put it squarely into the, the hands of the chief priest, we find in John chapter 11, Upon the resurrection of Lazarus, 
how it was that these religious leaders were now frightened. They were concerned. They could not deny the power of God to resurrect the dead. In verse 49, one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, Ye know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, that the whole nation should not perish. He went on to say, verse 53, Then from that day forth they took counsel together for to put him to death. Every step of the way, Jesus avoided their traps and he foiled their plans to take him or to show him as a false teacher. Angered, they sought any means they could to kill him. And the people knew it. You know, we, we don't often talk about this idea, but certainly as John reveals it, the people knew that the religious leaders were seeking to kill Jesus. Is not this he that they are seeking to kill? And so when Jesus has these conversations with them in John's gospel, and they say, you're crazy, you're a liar, we're not trying to kill you, it was known that that counsel could not be kept private. And so everyone knew that was the plan. And here the chief priest just finally says, you know nothing at all. This is a good thing that we're going to do. We'll kill him, but it's going to save us. You know, that's, that's a hallmark that we find in dealing with evil. It's willingness to sacrifice you, to have you deal with harm as long as it's not inconvenienced itself. But these individuals had one last opportunity to repent of their evil. In Matthew 27, we have the account beginning in verse 19. It says, when he, speaking of Pilate, was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent it to him saying, have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I've suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, what shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, let him be crucified. And the governor said, why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more saying, let him be crucified. These were hearts devoid of love, devoid of truth, and devoid of the word of God. And there was no place in their hearts for Jesus. Once again, this is Jim Walsh. Thank you so very much for listening to my podcast on Eagle's Wings. Please come back again next week for part two of No Room for Jesus.